0: June 28th, Acts chapter 18, verse 23 through chapter 19, verse 12. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul went back to Galatia and Phrygia, visiting all the believers, encouraging them and helping them to grow in the Lord. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker who knew the scriptures well, had just arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. He had been taught the way of the Lord and talked to others with great enthusiasm and accuracy about Jesus. However, he knew only about John's baptism. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God more accurately. Apollos had been thinking about going to Achaia, and the brothers and sisters in Ephesus encouraged him in this. They wrote to the believers in Achaia, asking them to welcome him. When he arrived there, he proved to be of great benefit to those who, by God's grace, had believed. He refuted all the Jews with powerful arguments in public debate. Using the scriptures, he explained to them, The Messiah you are looking for is Jesus. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior provinces. Finally, he came to Ephesus, where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit, when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied. We don't know what you mean. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience? he asked. And they replied, The baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism was to demonstrate a desire to turn from sin and turn to God. John himself told the people to believe in Jesus, the one John said would come later. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. Then Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some rejected his message and publicly spoke against the way. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. Then he began preaching daily at the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for the next two years, so that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the Lord's message. God gave Paul the power to do unusual miracles, so that even when handkerchiefs or cloths that had touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and any evil spirits within them came out.
1: Hosea chapter 3, verse 1. Then the Lord said to me, Go again, Hosea. What? Go find her. Love this woman who's loved by a lover and is right now committing adultery. Go find her, Hosea. Go find her. Look what's after the comma. Just like The love of the Lord for Israel. A lover. Now where it says Israel, it means Israel, but it also prophetically speaks of God's love for the whole world. Go find her again. This this is like my love for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans. In other words, they like the things that society stuff possessions that the world offers. They're trying to find love and meaning and purpose in that. Go, go, go find her. Boy, that must have been a heart-wrenching process. As you go looking for your wife, who was a former prostitute, who's now back into prostitution, where do you go looking for her, friends? How messy is that search? How painful is that pursuit as he walks the streets, streets, everyone says you don't go to those neighborhoods. Men of God should never be seen in those places and buildings. But here's Hosea looking for who? His wife of all people. Going on in verse two, he continues to write, so I bought her. I bought her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and one and one-half homers of barley. Wait, 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 wait. She's your wife, Hosea. She's already yours. What was the scene like as Gomer's back in the sex slave industry? What are the chances? Does Gomer find her on some pedestal somewhere, chained and shackled, naked, being sold to the highest bidder? Hosea there sees his wife, the mother of their three children, and Hosea looks at her and says, excuse me, sir, that's my wife. He goes, sir, I don't care who you think she is. This is her price. But I, what's the price? And he pays for what is already his. The Bible says, I hope you understand, Hosea is a picture of God, and no offense, you and I are a picture of Gomer. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Mankind is the unique possession of the Creator God. And yet, 2,000 years ago, he paid a dear price. He paid for what he already possessed. And he sent his son, who spilled his blood, to purchase back what he already owned. How much? Hosea gets the money. What was that exchange like? When Hosea looked in the eyes of his wife. No doubt she hung her head. In embarrassment, he's found me. I've abandoned him. have abandoned our three kids. And yet he insists on buying me. Buying me. As these other men sought to buy her, to use her. Hosea seeks to buy her, to heal her. It says in verse 4, For the children of Israel shall abide. Now now this is where Hosea shifts in and he starts speaking prophetically. This is is really no longer about him and Gomer. It's about something that is to come. It's about something bigger. Verse 5, afterward, afterward, there's going to come a season. He didn't know it would be 750 years, but it would. There would be no king. It would be difficult. It would be unclear. It would be challenging. But then the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. And then notice what it says. They shall fear the Lord. Now, Israel and Judah knew what it was to fear the Lord. And by fear, I mean terror. Under the old system of relating to God, there was terror, terror, because God, they were unable to keep his commands, the 10 commandments, and there was judgment, and there was wrath. But there will come a day, he prophesies, there will come a Messiah and he will finally satisfy and appease the wrath of God. And the fear of the Lord in those days will be in awe of his goodness. In the latter days. <laughs> the fear of the people will not be of terror. It will be the, in awe of his graciousness towards humanity. Hosea just bought Gomer, even though she was already his. This is the picture of the gospel. Salvation completes the work in spite of her sins, in spite of her doings, in spite of running away. And then he stands and says, and there will come a day a King David will rise. And in those days they will fear his goodness. These are the days that we live in our Hosea has come salvation has come and he found you and he found me and he had to walk to the most despicable places and he had to uh, uh, communicate and, and be around sinful broken humanity don't you see as Hosea searched for his wife so Jesus came searching for the salvation of humanity And by the way, when God found you, you were not so neat and nice and put together. You were in chains and you were naked and you were sinful and so was I. And our gracious God said, how much? How much? The blood of your son for then and only then can they, humanity, advert the wrath and justice that is rightfully on their heads? Very well. Very well. I send my son.
0: Today we're reading Psalm 146, verses 1 through 10. And praise is an evidence of life. That's what this psalm is all about. Now, not just physical life either, but the life of God in the heart. Praise is an encouragement to love also. Your love for God and others, and God's love for you. When you love someone, well, you trust that person, and greater trust brings a greater love. Life, faith, hope, and love all are bound up in this wonderful experience of praise. Psalm 146, verses 1 through 10. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord, I tell myself. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God, even with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There is no help for you there. When their breathing stops, they return to the earth, and in a moment all their plans come to an end. But happier are those who have the God of Israel as their helper whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the one who made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. He is the one who keeps every promise forever, who gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts the burdens of those bent beneath their loads. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, but He frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. O Jerusalem, your God is king in every generation. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 18, verses 2 and 3. Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. When the wicked arrive... Contempt, shame, and disgrace are sure to follow.